and welcome to the M2 Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anti, my co-host, Mr. J.K. Heath. This is the show where we do esports and personality, gaming industry-related news, new and upcoming games, and technology innovation for the week in review. So we kind of had a guest episode last week. We didn't really get a chance to do a week in review, but we do have some stuff this week for you. And without further ado, Kyle, like, what have you been up to, man? Oh, well, I mean, we've both been up to something this weekend. I think the same thing. We went to uh mm-hmm. went to HS Orlando, the Halo event, and uh, you know, we both got some some merch, and we both got merch for the reigning champions. My might I say, that's a fact. That's a fact. So yeah, I picked up like <laughs> I was trying to get a medium jersey when I was there, but I showed up. Not even kidding, probably like two hours after the event opened, and they were already yeah. sold out of mediums. And then like Nick went with me, of course, and. Awesome. They got there. He got the last large jersey. And they already sold out a large, so it's like they only had like smalls, XLs. So like I had to get a small, but um, you know, still fits well. I'm not complaining. Um, but yeah, so that was really interesting. They sold out of like I feel like a lot of stuff like first day because like they haven't had a booth in any of the events leading up to this one. So this is the first time like people could actually get their hands on optic merch. So, um, but yeah, yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. Like I, I, I remember we were looking at the website trying to figure out if they had um, merch selling and they didn't have anything because yeah. it was right after, I guess they bought Envy or Envy bought them, but whatever, they rebranded off of Team Envious and then went to Optic Gaming and there was like zero merch yeah. at all. They had nothing for it. Yeah, and now uh, if you actually go on their site, um, they had they sold some of the fall collection or whatever there, and so they have that on the site yeah. as well. It wasn't everything, but... Um, they actually do have a line now, so if people are looking for merch, you can actually go to their site and check. But regardless, got some merch. Uh, I got a Cloud9 shirt, too. That's going to be making an appearance at some point. You already know. Um, nice. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, other than that, I was just kind of chilling, watching Halo. Um, it's fun to watch and just fun to kind of hang out and meet a bunch of people. And um, overall, I think it was a pretty good time. Also, you did the... Uh, did the little Disney thing with the Epcot before, so like I went into the event pretty tired, which was interesting. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was a uh, a lot of stuff packed into those uh those few days I was there. So, um, yeah, that was that was most. I was trying to think if I had played anything before I had left, and I don't really think I did because I was doing work stuff, and work's been I've been like slammed with a bunch of work stuff lately, so it's been hard to like find time for much else. But hopefully after this week that'll even out a little bit and then i'll be able to get some more uh, game time in but but yeah i mean what about you mike did you have a chance to play anything at all or is it all event for you it it was pretty much all work for the most part so like you left before i did but i still like yeah i had to pack up all of my stuff i was gonna say dude there's a day or two days before (laughs) i i went to hcs orlando and like as people can see if you're watching this either on spotify or youtube like this ain't my normal setup like <laughs> i technically can't really move all the way back and like move like i gotta adjust everything in this room and like try to get it organized but basically like i i moved as much as i could in like two days threw everything inside and then basically shipped out did the whole hcs orlando thing coached the team came back and had to move more stuff out and clean the old apartment so it was just hectic. I'm like finally starting to get ground. Like I just set up all the. I only have one monitor right now. I barely put on like the lights. The mics here, thank goodness. <laughs> but I don't like where it's like located right now. No. 
I'm in a bit of a crisis. Dude, um, all I'm gonna say is you're gonna look back like in like maybe five episodes from now, or you're gonna like if you look back and see what your room is like, it's gonna be so wild to see how like oh, the final dude, product's yeah. gonna look after you know all that, dude. Yeah, crazy. I made week, it. Though. Yeah, crazy oh, week for you, dude. That that was like insane week for you, dude. Just having to like it, it was... do the moving stuff, and then you go to an event, and you come back, and you're still not done. And then on top of and that, I came back sick. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> like it's, it's just yeah. like one thing after another, dude. Oh. Yeah. So uh, for people listening and seeing me, I'm probably gonna mute my mic at some point if I need to, because I don't want anybody to hear my sickness. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, I'm. I think I'm at the the end of it. I'm feeling better, but I, you can probably notice in my voice maybe a little yeah, bit. Like little I'm bit, definitely yeah. congested. Oh yeah. So I'll be mindful of that if I uh, if I need to cough or something. Yeah. Um, yeah you know if it's low energy you know you know why <laughs> yeah but i'll tell you something i got a delivery coming on monday that's gonna make my setup better oh I'm baby very excited for it oh so, baby i i don't even think i've told you about it i don't think you have i don't know okay, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe i just want to keep it a surprise you know what i'm saying i'm not, I'm not gonna say a thing i'm just gonna do my, like right. it's gonna the, the setup's gonna be the last thing i concentrate on but i expect by next recording it'll be good to go Oh baby, so, I'm excited now. Yeah, yes, sir. Should be fun. Be um, fun. But enough of that. I mean, we could still talk about HCS Orlando if you want, or yeah. uh, just go straight um, to the news. It's... Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing you said you coached a team and everything, and um, I'm curious to know like how you guys did and whatnot. For those that don't know, yeah. So uh, they're they were in the open bracket, and for people that don't know anything about HCS. Uh, the Halo Championship Series. Um, the way it works is there are teams that already qualify for pool play. And if you're in pool play, you basically play amongst the people in your group for who gets seeded in the championship bracket that takes place uh, Sunday, I believe. Maybe Saturday night, but Sunday. Definitely. And that's like the main top 24 finishers, right? Right. So the open bracket is whatever teams decide to show up and sign up. So my team was one of those. So we're trying to fight to get into pool play because there are four spots remaining in pool play or four spots remaining in the championship bracket. And when you do that, it puts you in eliminations. But you still get to champ bracket. They make it to winner's round five. Crush everybody along their way. Winner's round five, all they had to do is win one more series and they get put into pool play because they hadn't lost all day. And unfortunately, there were a couple of errors along the way. Um, the team and I, we've all discussed what happened, but for people that are just listening, they didn't make it. So they went to eliminations, and when you get put to eliminations, because you made it so far in winners, you get to go to the losers round eight, which is the, like, the furthest you can possibly be in the open bracket. So then we waited for, basically, I had to come back the next day, play around 1.30, 2 o'clock, and wait for all the teams to catch up to us. Like yeah. the bracket needed to consolidate and then get to us. And then when we got to the last team, we ended up coming up short again. And it was so unfortunate because I think from a, from a competitive and team perspective, it was the most um, fortunate bracket I've ever seen a team have where everybody that was in their bracket, they could beat and they have beaten yeah. online. Just a couple of errors in certain critical games and like game types, they came up short. So I know the guys are a little bit disappointed, but at the same time, some of them hadn't, hadn't been to a tournament in a while. So it was just good for them to get like the practice back. 
Yeah. Overall, it was a fun weekend. It was kind of cool to see Optic win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. After all that, uh, after all that hard work, that team, yeah. team, they've come short every land, and now uh, finally on top. So that's good. Um, yeah, but do you, do you guys like? Do you have any plans for like season two or anything, or is it kind of just up in the air? It's up in the air right now because season two isn't going to be announced until Worlds, which is in three weeks. Yeah, and that's just what Tashi said on Twitter. Tashi is the main guy that runs the esports engine and is basically in charge of HCS. So he is, uh, he's basically the main tournament organizer. And he's hinted a couple of times. He said that next season we'll have, he didn't say it ha- will have more events, but he did say that they're going to try to shorten the amount of time between each LAN event. Yeah. So the only way to do that is to add more events. Yeah. Either that or make I, the season shorter, which would be kind of confusing, but I mean, that yeah, it's, I, it's either you add more events or you just make the season shorter. I, I think adding more events is the way to do it, but I don't. I mean, if I you have like the funding, I, I know those are expensive, and I don't. I don't. Again, don't know yeah. the budget, but yeah. I mean, it'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be nice if they did like you know like five major lands, and that'd be pretty cool. But who knows if they're gonna have the <laughs> funding to do that? I guess. Right, uh, but from a team's perspective, I well they they got twenty fifth basically. They needed to get top twenty four to make it a champ yeah. bracket. They got twenty fifth, so they were literally, literally right, there. right there. Yeah. Um. I I haven't talked to the individual players really about what their plans are for next season. I mean, they're not invited to the the Worlds event because right. you have to qualify for Worlds, and it's going to be such a long time, probably until February, that yeah. the next land's going to yeah, be. Like the earliest, that's yeah. that's a really really long time to keep a team together that is not signed to a contract. Yeah, very hard. So they're they're basically all free agents at this point. So whether or not they continue on to go to the next season, I don't really know. If some of them stick together, which I, I do expect, like at least one or two will stick together for the next team that they're on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really don't know how it's going to end up for them. Yeah, I mean, speaking to some of those guys and over here in conversations, it seems like it seems like for the most part, like no one was really like mad at each other. It was kind of just like, no. yeah, like we did really well, and it's just unfortunate kind of thing. So yeah, there's like no bad blood. It seemed like. Oh, zero bad blood. I think everybody's like pretty cool. They're all friends. Like they're hanging out after the tournament. Um, yeah. Obviously, like everybody's a little bit disappointed. There were some errors going along the way that like fell upon all of us to correct. But it's it is what it is. I mean, it just wasn't our day. Right. And that's all you can really say. Like it's a learning experience. They need to pick themselves back up and try again. You know. Oh, show. Yeah. Who knows? Hopefully, hopefully I'll see them again. But uh. Never know with a uh, with Halo, especially in the MC. So <laughs> that's a fact. Never know. Oh man! So without us blabbering on even more about HCS Orlando, what do you got going on for the news? I and can I just go ahead and say I called it. Yeah. Can I say that? I you think can. that's fair. You can say <laughs> so that's a good transition to the first article. Um, and you know, I I guess like like H- how uncertain it is with AMs in the uh, in the Halo scene. It's not that uncertain with this, but, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Um, so I, I pulled this article from PC Gamer. Um, it's all over the place, though. Skull and Bones has been delayed again for, I believe, the sixth time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, fifth. Fifth for <laughs> counting, but I mean, you yeah, could say. 
You could so. technically say sixth because they delayed it when they didn't even have an announcement for it. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Um, they were just like, here's the trailer. By the way, we're going to delay it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and delay the announcement. Dude. This, um, yeah, but we definitely, January, uh, January, July 1st was the episode where we originally talked about Skull and Bones. I went back and looked at it and I even sent you a clip of our like predictions yeah. of that. <laughs> And we were both like, yeah, there's no shot this is coming out in November, especially after they completely um, canceled the playtest that was supposed to happen in June. It's like, you cancel a playtest, there's no way you're releasing the game in four to five months confidently, right? Right. And sure enough, we get the uh, we get an article this week, um, less than two months before it's scheduled November 8 release, um, the, the often delayed fifth, sixth time, who's even counting at this point, um, the Skull and Bones is delayed again to March 9, 2023. Um, development of Skull and Bones is finished, according to Ubisoft, so they claim. Um, but it needs, it needs more time to polish and balance the game based on feedback from recent technical tests. They didn't even have a public test, so it must be internal tests, which I guess, fair enough. Um, this is the right decision for both our players in the very, and for the long-term success of the game, as March 9, 2023 provides for a suitable release window for this very unique new brand. We're very eager for you all to get your hands on Skull and Bones and dive in headfirst to the dangerous and exciting world of building your own pirate empire. Ubisoft continued. It's actually a typo in the article. It says Ubisoft. It's rare I find typos in articles, but there it is. Um, it said to give you the best possible experience, we decided to take a little more time to make sure we can deliver exactly that. Um, dude. I mean, I, there's, there's a little more to the article. So it was announced more than five years ago, June 2017. But it was hit with multiple delays beyond its original fall 2018 release date. It eventually fell off the map almost entirely. It finally looked like real progress towards the release was happening this year. But first ever gameplay reveal in July didn't really knock my socks off, according to the person that wrote this article. Oh my um, gosh. And I would agree. I would agree with Andy Chalk over at PC Gamer. It uh, wasn't the most compelling gameplay ever. So, um, yeah, certainly no surprise. And it was no surprise to us at the time. And, um, yeah, it's delayed to March now. It's a 2023 release, Mike. We're losing a lot of games this year and uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff that could have come out. But, uh, you know, we still yeah. hold on strong to that God of War, baby. That's the best release. That's, that's, a... the, that's the best ladder release of this year. Probably is going to be God of War. So still looking forward I'm to that. Actually, but... yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Um, Man. I mean, I, what? I called it. I like, mean, called it. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Straight up. Called it. There was just there was just absolutely no way that they weren't that they were going to release it on time. I mean, I don't even know if it's real anymore. It's you know? yeah, yeah, for real. It's been in development since 2017, man. That's when they announced it. Yeah, and so long. I mean, dude, like so October, November, December, January, February, like that's five months and some change to polish the game and get it. Like it's they said it's done, dude. Dude, it doesn't take six. Man. It doesn't take six to nine months to like polish a game. I don't think. I mean, it shouldn't. At least I would. Think, I think you're, you know? you're especially building been, the game at that point. If you've been making the game since 2017, right? I mean, granted, who like that? It's definitely had to have been a rocky five years. They've <laughs> been working on the game. There's no doubt about that. But it's like, dang, bro, this is um, this just isn't looking good, and it's it's just red. Like we said before, when we originally talked about it, it's a red flag, red flag after red flag, and it's yeah. like, dude, you delay it this long again, it's like, and it's, you know, I mean, 
it was yeah, November 8th. Like, so it was supposed to come out in like less than a month and a half at this point. <laughs> like, like it's, it's, it wasn't far. And they're like, Hey, uh, yeah, we can't do it right now. So it's like, um, I can't begin to express how, um, unexcited I am about this game <laughs> at this point, you know? Yeah. I like all the hype for me is pretty much gone. Or really? Cause like, I mean, if I want to play a battleship game, like, skull of bones is i'm gonna play the one that's based off of i'm gonna play assassin's creed black flag because at this point if they can't figure out the multiplayer are they gonna just release like in a like an arena with bots kind of game yeah you know so yeah man are they gonna release it at all we don't know i mean yeah we really don't know this right um and i mean who knows we'll see um i definitely would not advise pre-ordering this you at all thought about Absolutely doing that not. <laughs> um, it's it's one of those things like no nah, i'm not interested i definitely am going to be curious and read like all the reviews and stuff like see some gameplay footage of it you know when the time comes because i just i have to see what this looks like after you know what they're claiming i guess to be six months of final polish um but i mean i i guess they're testing internally which is a good thing right I mean, you want to you want to test your game, which it's good, I guess, that you have active testing after. Excuse me, you have active active testing after development. That's kind of the way to do things, right? Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm, I mean, you know, it's good there, but it's like fun. I I guess, like you and I, we can't be too picky because it's we don't want a game that's released broken and unfinished, and then we're the testers, you know. Yep. Which is which happens um, way too often, you know. It's like, way too often. So, I guess I'm all for them delaying it, but at the same time, I mean, you're gonna, you can promise all you want with this game, but until I actually see it in my hand, it means nothing, you know. It really. And I does. feel like that's where it is with all games now. Yeah, I mean, going literally going forward with any game, this is my philosophy now, and this is like my blueprint. Let's if go. it's if it? It, if it's delayed more than two or three times. I'm immediately Chuck. thinking your game is cyberpunk. <laughs> like I'm thinking I'm getting like a cyberpunk level release. Like I, it's just, that's kind of where my mind goes. And I mean, until, until, it, you know, until a dev can prove me otherwise and say like, I mean, again, when it comes to development and when a game comes out, if a game comes out good after like five or six delays, there's no way to track like, you know, how good it was six months and before release or a year before release. It's hard to track that right. Without like, um, right. actually being involved, but. But like, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, from a technical perspective if this game, if this game is bug ridden, then like, it wouldn't surprise me. And like, I think that's kind of the cyberpunk like effect. I feel like now it's just like, if it's delayed a bunch of times and it's I feel like, I feel like it's <laughs> bound to be buggy unless proven otherwise, you know? Yeah. I think that's basically where we got to be from now on. Yeah. I stopped pre-ordering stuff like years ago Yeah, because I, I just don't trust it anymore. Yeah. Like, same. I, I don't hardly ever pre-order anything i don't even i'm trying to remember the last game i actually pre-ordered i can't even like really remember um it's been a fat minute i have to say uh, mine was probably halo one of the halos probably maybe reach yeah oh no 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 i pre-ordered halo four and five yeah and then after that i was like i'm done no more never again yeah i think like God, pre-ordering hard copies it's been way too long i mean fallout 4 i know i pre-ordered i went to midnight release fallout 4 that that's not even a thing anymore <laughs> like then i released stuff no like. 
It's Everybody's like, buying it digitally now, yeah. which is like a blessing and a curse, I think. Yeah. I think the collectible item, you need the physical copy. Yeah. Nowadays. Dude, oh, man. Dude, midnight releases were fun, dude. I think I only went to like a couple, but God, were they fun. Um, yeah, like uh, the Fallout like 4. like conventions. It's, yeah, it's like you go, <laughs> it's just like a bunch of people who like the same thing, and everyone's like hype, and walk out with a hard copy of the game. And just you never it. talk to those people again. Yeah, dude, you never do. <laughs> but it's the, you know, it's just part of it. It's so crazy now. Like, I, I put that in perspective. Like, there's a lot of people, like, I'm probably never going to see again. So it's like, there's no point to, like, act like a square. You know what I'm saying, dude? I get crazy. You know what I mean? That's a fact. So, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, just don't, just don't pre-order this. And honestly, like, I wait for reviews and I'm just, don't get your hopes up at this point for Skull and Bones because it's just not going <laughs> to, I have a feeling it's not going to be there. Yeah, I think the hype of what it could be is the only like thing motivating this game yeah you know for sure for sure you know what is something that came out recently though that i was not expecting but more than more than welcome to bring upon the industry oh what would that be well logitech came out with a uh with their own cloud gaming handheld <laughs> very interesting i didn't suspect this um but this is arriving next month for $350, Logitech's G Cloud Gaming Handheld. Logitech worked with Tencent, Microsoft, and NVIDIA to release this product. Um, Logitech is officially announcing its G Cloud Gaming Handheld today after a teaser in a leak last month. Android-powered $350 handheld will arrive in North America on October 17th with access to the Google Play Store. Uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming and NVIDIA's GeForce Now service. While you'll be able to play Android mobile games, the focus is really on cloud gaming, and the handheld has been engineered this way to provide 12 hours or more of battery life. Yeah, it's pretty cracked battery life, I must say. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a couple more details about it. So the actual handheld itself has a 7-inch 1080p IPS touchscreen with a 16 by 9 aspect ratio and a 60 hertz refresh rate. Oh, baby. 60 hertz refresh rate, which I, you know, guess I should be too surprised, but, you know, after using, after using the glorious new iPhone and having that 120 and like just having oh, a phone man. that's 120, oh that man, is nuts. it's just, it's cracked, dude. Having a higher refresh rate on a mobile device is a step up for sure. Um, and there is a picture of it. We'll show it right now. Well, a nice little picture here. Um, it's a standard kind of layout, X, Y, A, B. Um, thumbsticks seem to have a similar layout to um, almost, I want to say, I say PSP. Maybe I'm thinking wrong, though. It's like, it's kind of that Nintendo Xbox Switch. controller kind of layout. Yeah, like maybe the Switch. Yeah. yeah. Like a Switch kind of layout. Switch yeah. has the same layout. Um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of like that. Um, yeah, I like the, I was pointing out before, I think, Mike and I were kind of going over the articles in this, and they have a yellow accent, a yellowish, greenish kind of neon accent to some of the yeah. buttons, uh, which I really like. So, looks um, looks very interesting. I think a twelve hours of battery life is a uh, is pretty huge, um, especially for like a gaming device like this. Um, it says here they also have the weight of it. Um, it says it's it's less wide than both the uh, Steam Deck and the Switch. It weighs just. Um, just a pound, 463 grams, um, and it's a little heavier than a Switch at 322 grams, and a lot lighter than a Steam Deck, which is a pound and a half, or 669 grams. Um, so definitely a difference there in the weight. Uh, but um, that's, at the same time, it's pretty light. 
uh, I think for especially for handhelds. So um, it says uh, a little bit more Logitech. We I mentioned they partnered with multiple companies earlier, but they partnered with Tencent on the handheld, and they lean towards the Chinese gaming company's expertise in software to help design the Android launcher. Uh, and um, it says here it's a handheld mode. Uh, Logitech has a handheld mode with its games launcher and a classic Android tablet launcher mode. If you want to use the use this outside of gaming, which is pretty interesting, so host apps like YouTube, Chrome, pre-installed along with Xbox Cloud Gaming, NVIDIA's GeForce Now, and Valve's Steam Link. It's got like all the software already there, and it's got the capability to be more than just kind of a gaming, a gaming device, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's um, it says right now they have a three hundred dollar pre order offer ahead of the retail three fifty price. Um, so it's priced right between the Switch, the Steam Deck at three hundred and four hundred dollars respectively. So it's 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 a nice little middle ground there, I guess, um, in terms of handhelds. I will say with the Switch, I just. Something about the Switch and its versatility to be able to mount to like a desktop and just be able to take it wherever. And yeah. Like, so it, like you just can't beat that, and especially since it's cheaper, it's gonna like. Um, granted, does not have the same. You can't play X Cloud games on a Switch. I, no. Although I wish you could. Um, can't do any of the other stuff. So it's you're, you're um restricted to the ecosystem of Nintendo. Um, for better or worse. So um. They're definitely for the extra fifty bucks, you kind of you you lose that kind of mobility mobility, I guess, with the device. But you just you get um you get pretty much everything else other than <laughs> Nintendo, so have more options. Um, yeah, I mean, just looking at the pictures, um, looks like a neat little device. Seems pretty interesting. I mean, what do you think about something like this? Uh, so while you were going through the article and you're reading off the specs, I was trying to compare it to the Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. Lite, the the regular Switch the full size, and the OLED, and then also the Steam Deck. So a couple of differences that I've seen, and this is kind of just like understanding the way they're trying to like hit a different market, right? Mm-hmm. Is Switch is still trying to have like its own individual console handheld with the light and then the console like plug in, like you talked about, the mount with the OLED version and the full version of Switch. The Switch like has upgradability when it comes to storage spaces the oled screen is going to be better they're both going to have the 60 hertz refresh rate and the same thing with the steam deck i think the steam deck is a little bit more moddable if that makes sense like you can you can run like windows on it do mods and like emulators um i'm trying to figure out exactly what logitech's trying to do i think it's um i think it's a good idea overall don't get me wrong here um with it having Google Play Store, the xCloud Gaming, and GeForce Now, the GeForce Now and the Google Play Store are kind of like ideal. Cloud Gaming is pretty standard on most like tablets. So what yeah. I'm seeing here is like a mini tablet all combined into one with like expansive stores that you can have and like mountable buttons and joysticks for it. Yeah. That's like really what I'm seeing more so than an actual competitor for the switch or the steam deck right yeah because that makes sense yeah i don't think it's powerful enough to run games like the steam can but i think it's going to be way better than getting like a new gen uh google tablet you know because it's like it's all in one if you're going to use a tablet for gaming anyway it's like you can just sync bluetooth with it but you still have to carry around like kind of a big tablet nowadays 
Yeah. <laughs> or you can get this guy. So I think uh I think it's basically for Android users that want customizability, the Logitech. Yeah. That's the vibe I'm getting at least. Yeah, I mean I think that makes sense. Um I mean I think there's certainly room in the handheld gaming market. Um I the only for problem sure. is I just I just don't know how much more room after this. You know what I mean? It's like um if other companies try to <laughs> enter the market, it's kinda like there's so is, many man. there's so many devices, you know? Like you got the switch, you got the you got this, you have the Steam Deck, you have like all these um and pretty much any smartphone now has a controller attachment you can yeah, purchase and that's what... just turn this into you know a device that's like so much, you know. That's basically what I'm like this is like using your phone as a gaming device. Yeah. Like, exactly. like it already is, except for using your phone. You know what I mean? Or like attaching the crazy attachments. Like, why don't you just make it all in one if you're going to buy the attachments anyway? Yeah, it's very, uh, very true. Well, would you get it as a as a gamer? I mean, is what something I, you do? I mean, at the moment, no. I mean, I have no desire to get something like this. I don't think. I mean, mobile, like you know, gaming, like mobile gaming. I already. I will actually want to get into a little bit more since I have a new phone, but like, I think for the most part, especially before I even had this phone, I don't like, I didn't really like mess with mobile games that much. I don't know. I just wasn't like super into like gaming on the go, but, it, but I also haven't like actually like looked to try and find something I like, like, because there's gotta be like tons of games I probably like. So, um, but I mean, if I was more involved, like with mobile gaming, I mean this, I'd probably consider something like this, but, um, I mean, at least right now, it's not um, not something that really sparks my interest. So um, I don't believe I would uh, I'd go for this right now. Um, it says here you do get a uh, it's USB C, which is great charging device USB C, yeah. um, and it says it, it says it has a six thousand milliamp hour battery. It's a pretty big battery. Oh. <laughs> um, and that's nuts. That's yeah. more. So so for you said it does twelve hours, right? Yeah, twelve hours. So twelve so. hours and. I don't know if you know this, but I'll tell you. The Nintendo Switch does seven hours. And let's see if I can find the battery life on the Steam Deck. deck. That's a huge... This is very interesting. So, uh, 40 watt hours battery. Wish they would just use units that I'm used to. Uh, But two, two to eight hours of gameplay. So I don't know why it has two as the bottom. That is a huge difference, right? Yeah. But <laughs> there is an external connectivity for this uh, the Steam Deck because it can do up to 8K 60 hertz or 4K 120 hertz. And that's with the USB 3.2 gen. Mm. So USB to display port alt mode is supported, which is freaking nuts. <laughs> yeah. on a small tablet the switch does not do that yeah switch only does a uh, 1080p so yeah i mean the specs too like other specs if i haven't already mentioned it's uh the cpu is a qualcomm snapdragon 720g processor which is an octa core cpu running at 2.3 gigahertz um it's got four gigs of lp ddr ddr4 x ram so um four gigs of ram 64 gigs of ufs storage um, this is here. They they um they also provided a micro SD card for expansion. Um, but there is no 5G or SIM card support. Um, so of course you can't take a mobile. Um, there's no like cell support, which I mean, 
you know, playing something like this, especially if you can, like, just, like, throw in a SIM card and have, like, insane storage, probably don't need to worry about, <laughs> like, cellular anyway. Um, so, yeah. Um, but of course, if you're playing cloud games, you got to be near Wi-Fi connection. You can't just, like, go on the go, um, which is probably the huge biggest benefit to, like, just using your phone for, like, cloud gaming is because you can just right. do it anywhere. Um, assuming you have unlimited data, you don't cap out your data, you know, you can do it pretty much anywhere. So yeah, may not be uh, the best advantage there, but it's going to be, I mean, I, I suspect this will probably be, um, you know, a bigger display than your average smartphone. So, you know, you have that and you have the actual controls. You don't have to worry about carrying around an extra, an extra thing or anything, you know, for controls and whatnot. I mean, the design itself, you know, it's all white, looks sleek. It looks good, you know? Um, it does look good. I will say that. Yeah. It definitely um, looks good. I think and Logitech's a good brand. Like, yeah. I mean, they have good hardware. That's the thing. So, you know, that's, I mean, that's truly the you, thing. Man. You know, if they're building something like this, it's, you know, built to last. It's good quality. So does it have a camera in it? No, it doesn't. That's one thing that you would think not. a Logitech gaming device would have as a <laughs> yeah. camera. Yeah. I, uh, you, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm excited for is the YouTubers that are going to be doing the, the threefold comparison between the Switch, the Steam Deck, and the Logitech. Oh, yeah. Uh, G Cloud Gaming Handheld. Yeah. You need to find a better name for that. <laughs> Something shorter. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, you know, surely there's going to be those videos of like that are like 45 minutes long. Oh, <laughs> Just yeah. like, here's the best gaming handheld device out today. And then they're going to have like those three devices and they're going to be like your average cell phone. <laughs> that's going to be like the, that's oh, gonna be yeah. the fourth device. How does it compare to just the phone? Um, yeah. Very interesting. I, I'll be curious to see how this performs in the market. Um, I think there's definitely, it's, it's a weird one. I like with Steam Deck and Switch and all that out there. Um, I'm very curious to see how this will perform. So um, I'll definitely trying to be trying to follow it closely and seeing all the reviews and stuff and i think it ultimately comes down to what like reviewers thoughts and like tech tech channels are going to think of it and if it's actually worth like um if there's any if they have any like hope for it actually doing well in the market or if they feel like there's an actual market for it so definitely a lot to keep up with there but best of luck to logitech dude i gotta say it looks like a pretty nice device, so best of luck also, best of luck to anyone who got uh who got hacked <laughs> by 2K because uh this is an older story. It was out last week. Of course, we didn't cover the news. So I figured it was worth mentioning because it was pretty funny to me. Um, a hacker used 2K's <laughs> game support desk to send gamers malware, um, and then getting their like confidential data and everything. Um, so last Tuesday, at the time of recording this, let me make sure I get the date on that. So the twentieth, <laughs> so the seventh, so the twentieth. Uh, 2K Games notified the public that an unauthorized third party had compromised its help desk platform and used it to send malicious links to customers. Disclosure came just one day after Rockstar confirmed that development footage for GTA 6, which by the way, I didn't include in this, so like that's not gonna, a topic we're going to cover, but that was like, yeah. that nuts. was like one of the biggest things last week is, you know, um, as a bunch of GTA 6, like, development footage like released and leaked and it's just it's everywhere yeah, so. a lot of a lot of like plots and stuff like that revealed yeah i mean if you're talking like some of the main stories revealed and it's like pretty much all the main characters and it's like it's it's the biggest one of the biggest leaks in like rockstar's history as a as developers so it's pretty crazy and a lot of that stuff unfortunately is like spoiled so by the time we see it it's i'm sure it'll look a lot better but it's kind of like oh dude it's like it's just it sucks if you're rockstar um 
because a lot of that initial kind of like hit of the actual announcement is going to be gone. Anyway, another story we're not going to cover. We're not going to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I had to, I looked at the leaks, you know, cause I, I'm a journalist, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like to think I am, you know, <laughs> like I, I like to, you know, man of the people. Our stuff like, will get taken down. Yeah. Sure, well, though. obviously we can't show it. Right. Cause like rocks are but like, yeah, you know, I did, I did my research. Looks very interesting. I, I'm very excited, at least. I, I'm still very excited for the initial, like, how Rockstar wants to announce it and how they want to do it. I'm still very much looking forward to that. So it um it took away some, but, you know, definitely want to see the final product. Um, You know, it's funny, too, just side top, before we continue on with this, there was um, I, it's something really wholesome in the uh, in the game dev world happened. Um, Whatever, everyone was criticizing this uh, dev footage and this alpha footage that was released on GTA 6. Like, oh, dude, this game looks like trash. Like, how are they, like, wh like what, what is this going to look like on release? Like, there's no way, like, like, how does this leak kind of thing? But there was a bunch of developers that came around and were just like, yeah, this is a clearly an early, like, build of this game. And, like, every single game looks like this in the early stages. And they just started showing off what their games looked like early development and like how bad it looks oh, that's pretty cool and dude there was so many games i think like horizon was shown um there was like a bunch of just like a bunch of these crazy like games that just pushed the industry in terms of like graphical fidelity and everything at the time like you saw the early stages of it and just like how bad the animations were and how there just flat out wasn't like certain animations or anything like oh that like gosh, just dude. how like how funny it looks in the early stages because every game looks like that in early development it's like there's a lot of stuff that's not there, a lot of stuff that needs to be finished, a lot of dialogue and stuff that just isn't recorded yet or like isn't place. It's just, yeah, every game's like that. So it's a very wholesome moment to see a bunch of devs kind of <laughs> backing Rockstar on that. I'm like, yeah, this isn't um, anything crazy in terms of um, game development. Anyways, there is, um, it says there was no sign yet that the 2K hack was linked to the actual breach of rockstar but both rockstar and 2k are owned by take two interactive so you know it's possible they could have been linked in some way i guess um but yeah it's uh but they pull out they they put out a full statement saying you know everybody like every user should reset their password and make sure it's not <laughs> make sure you like to turn off you know this crazy thing is like like any autofill like password autofills unless it's like LastPass or like some tool that like is very secure it's like i just like chrome autofill you never catch me. I don't, trust that. It. don't catch me lacking. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm never using that. You know what I mean? Like just coming happening. after you. It's just yeah, it's it's too risky. I don't do that. So um but yeah, so uh yeah, I, 2K, um they go on to explain a little bit more, you know, they published like the Bioshock series, Borderlands, like all these like crazy, you know, huge franchises. And then um and then here we go. 2K customers who have emails linked to their account just all of a sudden receiving a uh receiving emails it's funny they receive emails referencing zendesk support tickets which for those for those who are not involved at all in the customer service it world you probably have no idea what zendesk is it's like a very widely used ticketing system like for it companies everybody uses um, it yeah a lot of companies use it it's really funny it's like they're sitting of zendesk support ticket stuff and it's like what is this like <laughs> most people probably wouldn't understand what that is um but yeah so they would attach it to the emails where zip files contain executable programs labeled as a new launcher for 2K games, but it was, um, it, it was just malware software. It says it was known as Redline. I don't know what that is, but apparently there's like some software just like taking people's credentials. And, um, God, dude, it's crazy. Um, it, it says in April, research from a Bitdefender identified over 10,000 attacks using the Redline software. 
<laughs> in one way or another to get uh information so um it's just it's crazy I, it makes you wonder how like something like this kind of happens but um especially with a company the size of 2k um but you know also it makes you wonder how yeah i mean <laughs> straight up i mean it also makes you wonder how they got you know gta 6 footage because that's really crazy i mean yeah that that's either from i think the gta 6 stuff and like a lot of leaks i think is really just somebody from the company leaking it out to the public i mean i most feel like it almost time. has to be right yeah most of the time that's got to be what it is right and then the other one is like if you just get in through one way or another that's just unsecure you can get in through anywhere you know yeah like a perfect example of this um years ago and you don't you don't really watch the nfl right no not really okay well most people who don't even watch the nfl know who the dallas cowboys are oh yeah their fan base doesn't shut up so <laughs> the dallas cowboys um one of the biggest franchises in the entire league got exposed for their salaries of what they pay all their like employees including the cheerleaders now remember about like 10 years ago there was a big uproar about like cheerleaders barely getting paid mm -hmm. in the nfl well that was a hack that somebody got into the dallas cowboys network and basically exposed how much everybody's oh, making they exposed the payroll the, oh yes they, they exposed the payroll so the dallas cowboys cheerleaders were like highly regarded as the best cheerleaders yeah. in the league because of the brand and all this other yeah. stuff right they were getting paid like nothing basically dude um, rough. yeah and they had like a lot of working hours you want to know how they got in i'll lead in this is so dumb okay somebody went outside the stadium and logged in to the wi-fi uh security cameras that were completely unprotected. Oh, man. They got in through that and basically went to the payroll and exposed everything. That's so crazy. They just got access <laughs> to everything. Yeah. The security yeah. Billion, billion dollar company and franchise organization exposed because they didn't have a firewall. <laughs> the basic, <laughs> the basic necessity. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, sometimes man. that's what happens too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know more than I do about IT stuff. I mean, yeah, you hear it all the time. Even, like, office buildings. Like, there's so many trainings that go around now. Like, if you work in an office oh, building, yeah. of like, never to have passwords on, like, a sticky note on your monitor or anything like that. Because you don't know who's God. walking in your building. And you don't know who's, like, looking over shoulders and seeing what's there. And, like, yeah. if there's a password there, they can easily just, like, <laughs> get into the system and, like, whatever they want. So it's uh, And it's all under, like, your identification. So if they get away with it, no trace. It's, like, it looks like you did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then no. you're held liable for it. No, it's they so not fired. It's, <laughs> so... it's wild, yeah. man. But uh, that's how these things happen. But yeah, um, crazy stuff, dude. Crazy. Let me ask you: since we were talking about the GTA stuff, do you regret the leaks? Like, do you regret <sighs> like learning about the game? I mean, I mean, not really. Just because I feel like I feel like if these things happen, like one, it's hard to avoid. Like, yeah, you can avoid it. But, but to a certain extent, it's kind of hard to avoid, especially like when it blows up that day and it's like all you see on Twitter and then you see all the trends of like, wait, GTA 6? And then you click on it and it's just like leaks. And then it's like straight up just <laughs> gameplay videos. Like right when you click the actual like trend, it's like it just it's just there. You're like, well, I'm already here. Um, <laughs> Rip. But yeah, I don't know. At the same time, it's almost like, you know, it just it is what it is. It's very unfortunate. And like when you're watching it, there is that kind of allure when you're first watching of like, dude, is this real? Like it almost looks like it could be, but you're no, you don't know. 
and then like you and then like jason trier like apparently he had like confirmed like like maybe an hour after like league started like like just flooding yeah. at twitter he confirmed he's like he's like yeah i like spoke to someone at rockstar they they this is actually real <laughs> like they confirmed it's real and they're like <laughs> they're issuing takedowns like right now so it's like whoa um they were taking everything down too yeah and i i didn't see every single piece of footage that came out but i saw enough to the point of like well i know who the main character is going to be and <laughs> i know like yeah. where this is going to be set so it's like there's no like surprise but um of course i won't divulge any of that information and i'm and most certainly won't show it but um and, and who knows i think at this point most of the stuff's probably like wiped off the internet i mean <laughs> with the exception of like maybe some reddits but, um yeah no, nothing's fully gone right like yeah. it's the internet so it's always there but i think they got it to the point now if you want to find out what it is you can yeah but it won't be thrown in your face yeah and definitely. i think that's like a healthy spot for it to be when something gets leaked yeah at least. yeah i know um I i'm normally pretty good about avoiding like leaks i know like when last of us part two came out like the, the what a major plot point was leaked probably like three to four months before the game was out i think it was something like that it was pretty it was like the game still had a while before it was out and everyone was like oh dude that's like a major like spoiler that's just got leaked by some intern and now it's like most people are screwed i somehow avoided that for like four months and i was able to actually like play the game and experience it and that was awesome um so you know it's it's one of those things like if it's a game that's coming out soon and like a major leak happens i try my very best to avoid avoid it and i'm normally good about like avoiding it but but like with this game with GTA Six, like I mean, we're talking about a game that's probably not out until twenty twenty four, maybe like at the earliest. So it's like, I mean, whatever. Just show me some early game footage. I I go into it knowing this is going to be nowhere near what the finished product's going to look like, and I'm still excited yeah. to see like what they're going to have. And and I've only saw I I only saw maybe like the tiniest sliver of the world. Like there's still a lot more that it's going to be we'll be able to explore and everything. There's still a lot more to look forward to. So I'm, uh, so, you know, it's unfortunate, but I'm not like, I don't regret like looking at the leaks because it kind of just, it's just part of the industry at this point. I feel like it just happens. It really with some of these things. <laughs> even though this is definitely the worst leak of Rockstar games probably ever had. Um, I think there was even some leaks too, that they were working on a Red Dead 1 remaster and like that, it, it was, I think it's canceled now, but like it, or like they announced it was canceled, but there was like some old, like, you know, footage they found from like one of the builds from that. But that game actually looked pretty good, <laughs> at least from the screenshots I saw. Also, um, I'm very unfortunate it got canned, but I'm sure it was for the new uh, GTA 6 release. But yeah, still looking forward to seeing that game and hear more about it. So, um, very much. Yeah, I didn't, did you even see any of the leaks? I did, but luckily, so I think a lot of the leaks happened while it was moving. Yeah. So I was just way too busy to just like stop and do things. Right. Yeah. Um. And by the time, like, you guys sent me a whole bunch of links, and by the time I, like, tried to go view it, a lot of them were deleted or taken down. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Maybe that's a sign. Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't. Like, I did click on one or two things, and I saw some, like, brief footage about, like, somebody in a club with characters and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's kind of what I thought. That's what I heard in rumors. Okay, yeah, whatever. And then I, like, <laughs> yeah. like closed it out. I'm like, I don't want to, like, because... Yeah, we should know about stuff because we're trying to stay like informed in the industry. But at the same time, I don't want to report on something that will spoil it for somebody that's listening. Yeah, you know what I mean. I agree. So, so yeah, I, I tried mean, it's, not you know, to. It's the main look. reason why I don't make it a main story because it's kind of just like it is what it is. 
Yeah. But yeah, it did happen, and it could be very well linked to uh, 2K Games support desk uh, sending out malware. So you just never know, man. Never. We'll find out soon enough. Yeah, soon enough to find out. Regardless, we got some uh, brief news about uh, PlayStation's rewards that are coming up. PlayStation Stars. We've also reported. Um, they're going to be rewarding big spenders with better customer support, <laughs> which is rather interesting. I'm going to grab this article from Kotaku. Um, so, uh, according to a translation on the PlayStation site for the already released Star, it's already out in Asia. Um, it'll be released everywhere else uh, at the end of October, or I guess later in October. Um, but it essentially states um, that PlayStation Stars is going to have status level changes according to your activity. So participants start at level one, purchasing a full game on the PlayStation Store and obtaining a trophy with a higher rarity then normal will promote you to a level two. If you buy four full price games and earn 128 rare trophies, you'll hit level four, um, which is the interesting, which includes an interesting perk. Um, in addition to various digital items, when contacting PlayStation customer support, the chat order will be prioritized <laughs> for you. And people who are playing are given higher priority when responding to inquiries. Very interesting uh, mechanism, as they call it. Um, as you can imagine, there's a lot of people that are probably upset about this and are <laughs> probably like, what is going on here? I'm upset about it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely wasn't expecting it. Um, it's got like, you gotta like buy four games and then like get unlock a certain amount of trophies. I mean, I get the trophies part, I guess. Like if you, like, you know, if people are really invested in the platform, you're going to get a lot more trophies. My only question is like, how much faster is support if you do all this? Like, is it noticeable? Like, is it like, are they just like saying this to get people to play? Like, I guess that was, that's where my like initial question about it is. But it's, um, it's odd that they link, uh, it's all what seemed like just some digital, like collectible thing is like actually going to help you in the real world would need to get support for your, for your console. Yeah, I don't like this like at all because it basically creates a tier system for customers, right? Yeah. It's either it's either you're highly valued because you're playing all the time and investing in all the time or you're just like an average person. That's yeah. like I I don't I don't get it. Why why are you putting tiers or levels to your customer service? Why is not like there there should be a level within customer service that makes you the best? Not, I treat a customer a certain way because they play or do something more, you know? Yeah. Like, why would you be faster? Are you jumping to the front of the line? Does that mean, like, what is this, what yeah, is this pre-boarding yeah. <laughs> priority boarding kind of nonsense where you have to pay extra to get to the front of the line? Yeah. I feel like, and I feel like if you said that place, you'd be like, well, well, you see, Mike, it's all the same level of support. Some people just get into the queue faster and they just get, they just go ahead of the line a little bit quicker. <laughs> it's like, oh, dude, Cause it was so funny. I've heard jokes. It's like, imagine like you're, you're on a call with a support member. They're like about to help you and about to get it figured out. But then like all the lines are busy and then some priority like level four like loser ends up like, yeah. <laughs> like calling it's just like it's just like oh i'm sorry sir i'm gonna have to take the other line here we have a uh, level four customer on the line click and then it's just like you just get yeah. to hold music for 15 minutes and it's like what <laughs> like i i don't like they're dude okay so <laughs> um I, do i want to give this story that i found out all right i'm gonna give this story i found out 
Um, so the queen died. Most people know that. Yeah. Queen Elizabeth II died. Oh, yeah. And there was a public showing in London for everybody. <laughs> he just did the draws. <laughs> God rest his soul. <laughs> Long live the king. Let's go. Um, so they got, and people got in line to, uh, to basically go see her. Like, mm-hmm. they waited 12 hours in line. And I believe, yeah, David Beckham waited in line with everybody else. He could have used his fame mm-hmm. to get cut the line, but he chose not to and stayed in line, in place, in the queue, and waited like 10 hours to pay his respects. Respect. I'm like, but like, yeah, it's respect not only, obviously, to the person that he's trying to see, right? Yeah. But, but like, for everybody else. You're not using your privilege to get in front of people. Yeah. I mean, dude, what what is this nonsense about customer service? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's wild, dude. Nobody has patience anymore. You got to pay extra for patience. And now it's just like, if you don't pay extra, you get pushed back in line. You get what I'm saying now? Because in order for you to get to where you want to go, people are going to jump in front of you that moves you back. You, You have to pay to get in front of them. Yeah. Where's this capitalism on time now? It's, it's crazy out here. I went, dude. It's cra- when I was at I'm Epcot, y- you know all theme parks have this. It's like the fast lane, oh. the easy pass, or whatever, dude. You, you, you have to wait longer in line because people who take the shorter line ended up cut in front of you. That's how it is, dude. And it's all because they paid more money. You know what I mean? That's what it comes down to, dude. The more money, you get better privilege. It drives me insane. It's when it's when capitalism goes too far. I'm gonna have a small rant real quick. Okay, this drives me insane you don't live in an apartment complex anymore but everybody else that does you're going to understand what i mean when i'm talking about this they have artificial scarcity in apartment complex parking lots now you'll know what i mean because the closer you are to your entrance to the elevator to the main like entrance of the parking lot if you're in the decks they have reserved parking which is like three or four units by the way the amount of parking in a unit multifamily complex is dictated by the amount of residents. It's a one-for-one ratio. And then outside the complex, they have guest parking. So all the spots are already reserved for you when you sign the lease. But they charge a premium now to get reserved parking near the front door. Drives me insane. That is, wow. Drives me insane, man. Absolutely drives me insane. <laughs> That's... Oh, I so, hate that. That's awful. It, yeah, but and here's the thing: if you, because they're taking away spots that are already allocated towards your apartment complex, if your apartment complex is fully booked, everything, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are now, they're like ninety five percent capacity because of the economy. Nobody can afford a house. You don't have a place to park your car. So, mm-hmm. if you don't park first, you have to park on. Sometimes you have to go to visitor parking. Because of these empty reserve spots. <laughs> Dude, that's so ridiculous, bro. Yeah. I, oh, my god. Moral of the story is, is I'm saving up money. We're buying a house, baby. A couple years. <laughs> couple years. The lease is up, baby. Buying a, new, buying a house. <laughs> we're, buying, we're buying a trailer. Screw it. <laughs> give me a double line. something. <laughs> just pop, shoot. Oh, just give man. me land. I don't care. <laughs> just straight up land. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, oh. this is a... Uh, huge tangent now they're talking about nfts playstation out of control dude and i don't get it man i thought they were a japanese company 
don't know what's happening. Either. They're getting Americanized. I'm lost. <laughs> I don't get it. PlayStation. Am I still going to buy a PS5 at some point? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Am I happy about it? I mean, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know anymore. You better get that level four or pray it doesn't break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. If my PlayStation breaks, I'm just, it's chalked. It's chalked. It's chalked. Yeah. <sighs> you know what's not chalked, though? Oh, oh I'm excited. my goodness. <laughs> Intel hitting back? Is that what we're going into? Intel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the click. That was probably awful for every listener. Um, Intel's 13th generation processors are coming October 20th. The flagship Intel Core i9-13900K. It's $600 full 589 if you want to get very granular, but you know. Might as well be six hundred dollars. Um, it's all it's all announced, dude. The whole, um, it's crazy. The whole shebang. I, I'm just gonna go right to the specs. I'm not even gonna like read this, this stuff because <laughs> I mean we we'll read some of it because there's some of it that's actually kind of interesting. But if we look at the nice wonderful chart here that the Verge put together, you will see that um we have two new i9s coming out, two new i7s, two new i5s, um in the thirteen um K lineup. And I mean, just look at these core counts, dude. Makes me want to throw up. It's wild. Read them off for the people. Okay, so the i9s, all i9s will ship with 24 cores on the box, 32 threads. Um, Clock speeds will be, um, it says here the base clock speeds for everything is going to be 3 gigahertz, but the max turbo clock speeds um, are upwards (laughs) from 4.3 to 5.8. which is wild. Uh, you get 36 uh, megabytes Fel3 cache. Um, the processor base power is going to be 125 watts. Um, the max turbo power is upwards of 253 watts on the i9s. Um, you have a so version. Power. Yeah, so you have a version that comes with integrated Intel um, uh, UHD graphics. You have a version that doesn't. Obviously, the one that doesn't is going to be a little bit cheaper. Um, by much the, the price difference really um it's yeah it's, it's here it's like 25 dollars it's like it's it's yeah, not it's so crazy, negligible yeah. yeah it's um it's not much i mean it's i feel like if you're already spending 564 you might as well spend the extra 15 20 to get the uh to get the actual uh, integrated graphics but you know like i mean like with mine i have the original ryzen 1700x or whatever that's that of course didn't come with integrated graphics i had to get a graphics card so it's definitely not a necessity um, I think for most people, um, especially if you're building your own PC, but that is the high end. That's the i nines. If you go down to the i sevens, i sevens are going to be sixteen cores. Now, of course, I didn't mention this with the i nines, but every single core they're now splitting it up to performance cores and efficiency cores. It's kind of I think it's pretty common, especially like Apple's doing this with their silicon. It's very common. Um, so, like with i nine, it's eight performance cores and sixteen efficiency cores, and um, without getting too into the weeds, of course, that's how it uh, breaks down tasks. This is supposed to help improve uh, multitasking and being able to run multi-threads because, you know, it can delegate certain tasks to the efficiency cores that would perform tasks better than the performance cores and vice versa. Um, so it allows for just more efficient uh, CPUs overall. Um, but the i7s are now shipping with 16 cores, 8 performance cores, 8 efficiency cores, 24 threads, um, and we're starting off with, you know, base turbo, well, base clock speeds of up to 3.4 and then turbo of 5.4. Um, slightly lower on L3 cache. Um, the wattage is actually the same between the i9 and the i7. Nothing changes there. Um, 
but the price is um, going to be 384 for the non-integrated graphics version and 409 for the uh, when it comes to integrated graphics. Pretty, uh, I mean, dude, it's just it blows my mind reading this because it's like 16, like if you, five years ago, Mike, 16 core CPU. I mean, that was like Threadripper, like bottom yeah, baseline Threadripper, <laughs> like, and it was very expensive. But now, you know, for under four hundred dollars, you can get a sixteen core i seven, and it's like, it's it blows my mind. Um, and even on the budget end, an i five, bro, the i five is gonna have fourteen cores now, dude. It's gonna have six performance cores and eight efficiency cores, shipping with twenty threads on an i five, dude. Like, it's so wild to me. Um, three point five base clock, five point one on the high end on the turbo. Um, of course, twenty four megabytes of L three cache. Um, power is going to be power consumption is a lot less. Uh, the max turbo power of an i5 is only 181 watts, so significantly less than the 253 I think for the i7 and the i9. Um, the uh, the higher i5 is going to start at 319, and then the low end is going to be 294, so right under 300. dollars um, I mean, do 300 for a 14 core CPU, dude. Or here, dude. Insane. This is just wild, man. Um, and yeah, I mean. I, I don't have the Ryzen numbers, of course, to compare right away. Um, but I mean, dude, Intel's just getting wild now, man. I, I'm I'm I'd be curious to see the performance benchmarks of these chips and how they stack up, especially against the new Ryzen, um, new Ryzen silicon. I mean, the new I mean Ryzen completely switching a different form factor, and they're not using the M4 mm -hmm. socket anymore. So it's like there's so much potential there for just like sheer power. Um, dude, it's just wild seeing these new CPUs. Um. And, you know, um, the things, the stuff I really skipped over earlier um, and just kind of talking, the article goes into a little more depth about, you know, um, how the architectures changed from last year's 12th gen CPUs and how they're the same and um, how they're splitting up like the cores now to have more dedicated cores for performance and efficiency. And um, it's a very, very interesting, um, very interesting read. I know um, they say, a part of it says Intel's 13th generation processor includes 22, will include 22 um, in total, led by today's Core K processor for the very high end of the consumer PCs. Intel is promising up to 15% better single thread performance on the Core i9 13900K and up to 41% better multi threaded performance. And I'm assuming that's coming from just the, um, the way now they just split up the cores and <laughs> they've really mastered Probably, the ability yeah. to just break that down. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, I mean, it, it says here Intel also teased a six gigahertz capable chip. Dude, that is nasty. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just gross, dude. Like, I mean, we're already, dude, I mean, 5.8 on the i9. Like, we're almost that's there. Insane. We're almost at six gigahertz. Insane, on these, dude. Crazy, man. Um, dude. I mean, I'm just I, like, I'm going to have a wet dream just thinking about this. CPU paired up with a <laughs> with a four hundred, dude. This CPU paired up with a forty ninety, dude. Oh it's my god, it's gonna goodness. be insane. Uh, it's gonna be wild. I, I was looking at the prices, so I'm trying to compare it with AMD, right? So AMD is their top of the line right now going to be the Ryzen nine seventy nine fifty X. I believe so. That's like their newest announcement. Okay, the the one. So this one has a boost clock of 5.7 gigahertz and a base clock of four and a half, uh, 16 cores, multi-threading, 
also there. There's going to be AM5, which is the new form factor, and 32 threads, by the way. The interesting part is that the estimated power is going to be about 170 watts. Hmm. So um, it's actually going to run a little less. Yeah, so it'll run less power, but just as fast. Um, with, I mean, I, at this point, like, if you got 16 cores, like, what else are you going to be doing? That thing's a beast. So, <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, the one thing that is kind of wild, though, is on their website, it is $700. So, that's technically more than this Intel lineup. You tell me, Intel's a cheaper uh, manufacturer. I, I, I guess so. Oh, I mean, there's man. also integrated graphics with this AMD, which is probably the first time in a long time Ryzen had that. Yeah. Other than like I mean, they've, cards. Yeah, I mean they've chip. they've done it a couple of generations back, I believe, with like um maybe maybe this maybe the the uh, Ryzen sevens had it, but I know the Ryzen fives and even the Ryzen threes they had release chips that had integrated graphics with it. So it's definitely been a thing, I think, for a little bit. Um, one important thing to note from this um, is that uh, there's going to be PCIe Gen 5 support uh, with up to 16 yes. lanes off the processor and DDR5, 5600, and 5200 support. Intel is also maintaining DDR4 cap compatibility for motherboard makers that want to continue shipping DDR4 instead of DDR5. L3 and L2 cache have both increased too. That's... Dude, that's crazy, man. Because Ryzen, like we've reported before, they're not doing that. They're they're forcing people no. to move to DDR5, and yes, that is. I mean, now, well, not not entirely, not entirely. There are they they did some YouTubers did find out that some of the DDR4s still work, and that uh, old boards do work as well, which is weird. That's, really that's weird. what they said. Hmm. Interesting. So it's not ideal, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, not entirely true. Yeah, I mean, although it's highly encouraged to do DDR5. I mean, if you're spending this much money, you might as well. Right. I mean, yeah, you really should. I mean, it makes me wonder too, like how DDR4 is going to perform with this compared to DDR5, because I feel like on DDR5, there's definitely going to be like a noticeable difference, and like yes. you're going to get the most out of the chip if you actually go DDR5. I feel like. So, I mean, dude, if you're going to upgrade, if you're going to spend that much to upgrade the CPU, I mean, you might as well just, like, yeah, just get a new motherboard, you know? Throw some RAM in there, too, you know? Just everything. Um, but, yeah, dude, I would love to, like, get the CPU and, like, get the motherboard, get the new RAM and everything. And then I'd love to see how my 1080 Ti would perform on this. I feel like it would explode. Like, I'd play one game, it would just explode. Like, it'd be <laughs> bottlenecked so hard, it would just, like, pop. Oh, man. Absolutely crazy. There's a lot of more... A lot more info. There's even some Intel graphics that have been done for uh, FPS ratios compared to other games. Again, this is graphics that Intel made, so always take graphics from the main manufacturer with a grain of salt, right? Uh, wait for the testers to actually do it to get the true numbers. But um, it's a pretty, uh, some pretty crazy stuff here compared to the uh, the competition, especially the uh, like the um, five thousand Ryzen nines, five thousand Ryzen sevens. Um, again, they're not comparing with the latest generation, but um, for a lot of games, it's definitely performing uh, noticeably better. So it's a little, uh, little interesting. I, I'm very, uh, again, I'm, I always love new hardware. So to, and we're at hardware season, baby. This is it. This um, October, November. This is the uh, 
It's the it's it's that season, dude. Right, all the hardware is gonna launch and it's exciting stuff. Oh man, I want, I want a new PC now. <laughs> I got the itch. You're telling me, man. <laughs> I always do for it, you know. I I upgraded Seriously. I upgraded one important piece of tech in my life. Maybe it's time for another one soon, you know. The daily drivers. I mean, I use. See, like I could justify upgrading things like this because I use these devices every day, you know. That's and a fact. Like, yeah, you know, it's um, it's an investment. So, yeah. Speaking of good like purchases where you use consistently, my tablet, man. Yeah, I I've been using that almost every night, almost every day. Yeah. That's good. Like such such a good purchase. Yeah. So glad I like when you buy something that's over a couple hundred dollars, you're like, I got to use it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's some things just every day, you know, use it every day and um, it, it gets to a point where especially if it's like degrading and it's uh, efficiency and everything, it's like it gets you get to a point where it's like, all right, like just for just to make my life easier and just to improve my quality of life, mm -hmm. it's time to upgrade. So exactly. Um, That's gets to that actually point. I need a new phone. Yeah. That's the one thing I need more than anything. This guy is actually like the battery life starting to die a little bit yeah. by die a little bit. I mean, like just it's sucking out life when i use it <laughs> yeah. more often yeah but i can like eh. and it some things like old software i don't know if you know you wouldn't experience this because you're on the new iphone i updated discord on my phone and it's now been sluggish ever since oh really yeah it's a known error and i've actually received a message they're like we're working through some kinks to try to figure out why uh older generations of the google whatever process not yeah. processor uh software that they have yeah but dang yeah you gotta be you gotta be smart with your electronic purchases to make sure they're compatible with future upgrades software yeah. and other hardware devices yeah dude intel's uh they're going crazy with this though so definitely gonna be curious to see how it's they're, against horizon they're trying to punch back so they really are it comes out we'll remind them again 13th generation is october 20th yeah october so, 20th so for the end of october most likely yeah most likely a lot of like youtubers are going to be releasing some reviews probably the week of that launch yeah definitely so uh, i want to see how it compares as well like how does it go against like the 3090 ti with it like both on the same thing same everything <laughs> yeah. uh, definitely. you gotta figure it out yeah it's crazy i mean dude i'm to the point now it's like we're not, like when i'm thinking about upgrading like dude what what are the deals gonna be on these 30 series cards because like that's gonna be a significant improvement alone for what I got. You know what I mean? Like, Yo, not, not even regarding the forty series. You know? Here, I I love doing this. Every so often, I'll go to a website. Most people are familiar with it. Probably you is PC Part Picker. Okay. Yep. So you probably don't want to get a EVGA. By the way, Do, we talked about this on our last episode, didn't we? You know, I think it's a story we missed, but I know what you're talking about. Um, okay, EVGA no longer partnered with Nvidia. Yeah. They so left. they're done. <laughs> yeah. They're done. They're out. So be careful if you go out and you buy yourself an EVGA for the Win Ultra Gaming 39 Ti. Yeah. Because you're probably not going to have long-term support for it. <laughs> probably not. Uh, let's see. So I'll go to this website called PC Part Picker, and I can go through and just select different things. Right now, I selected the RTX 3090 Ti, and I'll sort by price. The cheapest one is... Zotac, uh, AMP Extreme Core Holo, which is a freaking beast of a card, and that's $1,150. So not bad. 
what let's see what the cheapest is for just a standard 3090. Standard 3090, 950 bucks Zotac gaming. Asus TUF uh gaming OC 960. The tough. Dude, that's nice. Yeah, so it's just so weird to see EVGA, man. I just want to get it. <laughs> Actually, you can go to the EVGA website and they're selling it for about like $1,020. But crazy. again, crazy, crazy, crazy. We, we, we showed, uh, speaking of the cars, the RTX 4080s, they're like big giant bricks now. They're massive cars. Dude, yeah. I mean, they are. You got to be careful of that. Big boys, dude. You got to fit that in the case, <laughs> man. Oh. I can't wait to see like more pictures of that because it is just ridiculous. You look at that thing; it's an actual brick in your PC. Um, yeah, it, it, it wouldn't fit. It wouldn't fit in mine. Probably wouldn't fit no in mine shot. either. I'm uh, too scared. So maybe just for the form factor alone, it maybe works. Just getting a thirty series. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we got one more article. Like, yes, we do. It's the top yes. story of the week. Broke. It broke today at the time of recording this. It did something. Uh, Something I felt like I kind of saw coming, I'll be honest. Uh, I think most people probably did. Google's shutting down Stadia. Oh, no, dude. Rest in peace, Stadia. No, no dude. Oh, it's coming for the verge. Story dropped today. Google is shutting down Stadia. Google's refunding all Stadia purchases, hardware, software, and DLC. Members of the Stadia team will be carrying those this work forward in other departments of Google. So the shutting down cloud gaming service, the service will remain live for players until January 18th, 2023. Google will be refunding all city hardware purchases, Google store, read all that. Um, and yeah, there was a huge blog post by Phil Harrison, um, who was kind of the main like spokesperson for Stadia, kind of explaining why they were shutting it down. Ultimately, um, it just didn't, he says here, quote, it didn't gain the traction with users that was expected. So they decided to make the difficult decision to begin winding down our Stadia streaming service. Um, definitely not as positive of an outlook as when they first started the project in 2019. No. <laughs> um, far from it. Um, it says here that Stadia Pro subscriptions are not eligible for a refund, but you will not be charged during the shutdown period and can access games you might have redeemed as a pro user until everything is wound down. Google has closed the Stadia store, so you cannot buy games or in-game transactions. Oof. They already shut that down. They said, no, gotta start, gotta start with the little things first. Um, oh, dude. Very, um, something I think most people probably saw coming. They're really, uh, you know, there's been a lot of games, especially even, even at, like, Gamescom opening night live that were announcing a Stadia version. Just yeah. no more. Um, That's rough. Yeah. And I mean, I, I saw too, there was hints of even like the community, some community managers on like Reddit for Stadia and working on that. They were still making, they were still, I think like even last night, they were still talking about like UI updates they were making and like, oh, we made, these, we made this experience better and we did this and like we were talking about updates. So either they knew about it and they were just hiding it or they actually did not know <laughs> that Google was shutting it down until they announced it to the public, which we all know Microsoft did with uh their you know live streaming service, good old uh, yeah. good old mixer. <laughs> Sometimes companies it just happens they don't disclose, which is rather unfortunate. The parent company just comes out and just lays the hammer. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's over. You ain't making no money. Get out of here. Um, 
yeah, it definitely happens, but um Oh man. Do do you think there's any I mean I mean I don't know. Do you think there's anything they could have done to like keep this afloat? Because like the whole idea of like paying full price for the game to like stream it and everything, like from the get go is kinda just like it just seems scuffed to me. It's like Yeah. <laughs> I just it just never I don't know if it really had much of a chance, but I don't it makes you wonder if they would have had a chance if they took a different approach to it. Because like Game Pass on XCloud has the best approach to it, right? Yeah, I think I think cloud gaming is pretty much dominated now by Xbox, Microsoft, through their subscription service. I mean, it's just such a good deal. Yeah. And I think when Google Stadia came out, they didn't have enough heavy hitter games on the platform yet. Yeah. And even the games that they did have, it was so inconvenient to like stream it because of how consistent people's internets were and still are. Right. Like, yeah. It just they didn't have a good buffering system. Like cloud gaming for the X Cloud, uh, Microsoft is just not really there yet either. Like it's kind of delayed. There's a big latency. It just doesn't feel as good. Um, but it's still going to be successful because it's freaking Microsoft. And like, if you're hardwired into the internet, you're going to be fine. But it's right. the Wi-Fi, the the mobile mobility, and I think that's what Google was trying to do with Stadia. Take it anywhere. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, Take have good internet. Dude. Yeah, for real. Yeah, dude. I don't know. The whole model just like didn't seem like it had much potential from the start. So to see that it's only lasted a few years. I mean, there was even, dude, there were so many jokes when it first, when they first announced it of like people just saying like, dude, this isn't going to last. And it's going to be on that website for Google projects that have died. And there's like this, the, it's like the Google yeah. cemetery or something like that, where you just see all the projects that haven't made it through Google. I mean, you, you got to give it to google for trying you know like trying to do a product and they, they have the funding and everything to try like just all these different things and oh yeah they have a lot of stuff that stick you know what i mean it's not all failures so um definitely give it to them to try but but yeah stadia's model and everything just was not there and just fortunately just unfortunately just didn't make sense and that's uh what we're seeing now closing it down dude it, yeah it's just crazy, man. You, you know all the people that got their gamer tags too through Stadia. Remember that? Like they were like, "Oh, you get your gamer tag." So many, and then just, just, yep, doesn't matter now. Rip. Yeah, there. I can think of one of my friends in particular. He was so excited. He got like everything Google. Man, he had like Google Stadia, the Google uh, streaming app. What was it? The Chrome? No, it's not Chromecast. Yeah, he had Chromecast. Yeah. He had like he always uses Google. He has all his accounts Google. He has all the different like Wi-Fi meshes. He had that. He had like Google Home, like yeah, yeah. the thermostat too, and like the Google everything. And to be honest, I just got done with Google Fiber. Like that's what I had before I moved. That thing was incredible. It was awesome. Like the mm, yeah. everything that you can like link together all the apps, but you can use that without having Google Fiber. You can use all this like technology without actually owning a google device which is yeah. wild um so i think uh stadia it just it wasn't really gonna last to be honest it's kind of sad i don't think i don't think geforce now is gonna last either yeah i really think like the only one that can is microsoft steam doesn't steam have a cloud gaming service uh i think they do i mean the, the first one that comes to mind for me is luna amazon luna that's like the other one that comes to I mind. Don't, yeah, like, I don't. Just, that like, I don't hear though. much about Luna, dude. Like that's another one exactly. I just like. Eh, I don't hear Man, much about their it. Their games are just old. They're old. <laughs> like they're not on a license anymore. So they're like no. they're so old, like twenty years old to the point, like over fifteen years old, I should say. 
to the point that like you're just playing the story and if you're doing that i'm sorry you're over 30 it's what it is got make the rules got him i don't make the rules if you're playing um, star wars jedi academy you're over 30 <laughs> god <laughs> So uh, I think Luna is for some for a different market. I think if micro, uh, Nintendo does a cloud gaming, I, could, dude, I mean that would go hard. There's like guaranteed success. They there, would. Right? I don't think they would ever do it. I really don't think they would ever do it. But if they did, yeah, if it's, they did, bro, yeah, the likelihood of that is definitely very low because at that point you have to go outside of the Nintendo hardware ecosystem, and that's just not something yeah. they're willing to do, especially not right now. So it's like. Well, it's not their brand, right? We talk about it so many times it's on the podcast. Their brand. Like, their brand is something entirely different. Just Nintendo's its own thing. It's off yep. in the corner. Exactly. Leave it yeah. alone. Don't don't look at it. <laughs> Let us do it. Let us do its thing. For real. Oh, real. Yeah. Uh, that was all I had, Mike. That was the final story of the week. What a downer to end on, dude. Google Stadia is <laughs> done, dude. Out of here. It'll be missed. Don't be so dramatic. Yeah. The good news is, is with Google Stadia is they're going to have um, all the technology from Google Stadia, which I'm assuming is all their AI and the cloud streaming services. They can probably implement that. And they actually do reference that in the article yeah. into like YouTube and Google Play. So, yeah, it's definitely probably not all a loss. Right. And who knows, man? No like, way. I mean, they, you know, I, the biggest thing now is like, is I mean, like EA jumped in with Game Pass and xCloud too, right? Like they jumped in with that. Yeah. And now they got cloud streaming. It's like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Google can partner up with some major like, you know, company or something and do something crazy. But, um, but then again, I don't know. I mean, like Sony's, they have PlayStation now, which has always been kind of like this weird, like gray area. I mean, it's a lot better now that it's included in PlayStation Plus in certain tiers. Like I think that's mm-hmm. definitely a better approach to it. But it's always been in this weird space of like, PlayStation Now was completely separate from PlayStation Plus. It was a streaming service that, like, it was okay. Like, I no one ever like said it was like amazing or anything. And the game selection, you know, is old PlayStation games, so you're just kind of stuck in that. But, but who knows, man? I'm excited to see where that goes. And I mean, you know, I mean, just come on, Nintendo. Like, someone over there, dude, just like just make it happen, dude. I want to play Mario on my PC, bro. Let me go so hard, dude. Could you imagine the Mario mods? That'd be wild. Could you imagine? Bro, I saw a Mario mod. I don't even think it's a Mario mod. Somebody was playing Mario Kart, but they were in a full racing kart simulator. Like, you know the racing chairs? Oh, yeah. This thing was on hydraulics (laughs) and, like, tilted left and right. This kid is, like, fully strapped in. Like, he's a NASCAR, like a really heavy race, (laughs) race car. He's just like... (laughs) <laughs> like moving around i'm like dude this is insane man oh dude, my that's god wild kind of yeah, he's like throwing he's throwing shells and stuff like that when he gets hit like his whole chair is all like, like the, the haptics of it it's it's like, like, yeah, like, dude, oh. throws him forward like back and he can't move and he's like his car's vibrating dude that's yeah. the ultimate racing i would play a racing game every single day if that was my experience like if i could just hop Drum. in a chair and just like have a full setup i wouldn't oh get god. off racing games it'd be so much fun I would probably go pro, to be honest. Straight up, <laughs> I would. Dude, I'd... could you, you imagine going to an event, dude? You just see like fifty just racers, like just stacked across the stadium. <laughs> just like, dude, so shout, shout out to Charlotte Phoenix, man. Charlotte Phoenix has a uh, entire like 
arena warehouse setup for uh-huh. their uh, HQ, and they have all these racing sim setups, and they like race there all the time, oh, and, like dude. do live streams and stuff. Catch me it there. It's just day, like that, you know. It's so sick, so sick. Catch me there every day. Yeah, they do like tournaments and stuff, time trials. Oh, it's just NASCAR, just me. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, like track racer too. What is that? What did I? I it was the it was a racing game I talked about where you you're fight you're like facing yourself, dude. It's like track something. I can't track mania. Track I think. mania. I, yeah, I think that's what it was. I think it's track was. mania. That's like that's so old school. That used to be one of my uh, favorite. You're just favorite you're just racing games of all time. Racing against yourself. Yeah, dude, I love being yeah. like that. Imagine playing like that in a racer. You're just going fast and. All that dude go crazy, dude. Are you repping HCS over there? Dude, I like that hat. I, I am. I am. It is a very nice hat. So dude, that color. For people that are watching, pops. this is a hat that we got from HCS Orlando. Very nice. Very nice. I had to. I got a bunch more merch. Um, that I'll be repping later on in the stream. I got a little bit of E United. I got HCS gear, as you can tell. I have Space Station, which I'm Sorry. pretty excited about. I didn't have Space Station before. I didn't get any Sentinels, um, but yeah, yeah, we'll rep that. But I think we have been rambling for quite some time. I know what the clock is. Oh so yeah, oh yeah. We'll we'll go ahead and let the people go. Um, yeah. So this has been the weekend review. We're back, going back to a normal schedule, normal routine, and my setup will be finished, and I'm going to show it off next episode. Shout out to Optic Gaming for winning HCS Orlando. Hope you like my merch. And without further ado, Kyle, let's send them out. Thanks for coming in, M2 Podcast. Michael Anthony, Kyle Heath, we appreciate you. Peace out. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.